Welcome to this week's Therapy For Me, and I'm back in my Saturday morning slot. And there's a reason for that this week, actually. It's not it's not because I've run out of week, bizarrely. I did have plenty of time to record this Friday night. Um, I didn't know what to say. I've had one of those weeks where I really didn't... Um, well, it, I kind of... Nothing's really happened. Uh, and by that, I mean I've actually been head, head down... Looking at hell, I suppose, head down looking at a screen, which doesn't make any sense. Head forward looking at a screen, banging away, um, and not really being out and about or encountered a great deal that that struck me in a way that I, I kind of wanted to talk about. So um, it's taken a little bit longer for it all to to kind of come together in my head. I'm still not sure where it's going to go. So we'll we'll go to that bit of twangy guitar and we'll see how we get on. But no promises this week. It could be very very short. <laughs> Monday. We'll start with getting old. Um, that seems a weird place to start, doesn't it? There's not a real lot to like about getting old, if I'm being honest. There's a couple of things struck me. Um, I, I guess part of this might be to do with the fact that it's getting close to um, my birthday. So I've um, obviously I'd hold up the big thing about hitting 50. Um, we're now just about to hit 51. I liked 50 as an age, actually, bizarrely. I, I, I kind of grew into being 50. I almost liked saying to people I was 50 because it felt like one of those things where I would, you know, I would hope people would say, oh, you don't look 50 or you don't act like you're 50. Well, I, don't, I clearly don't act like I'm 50. Um but 51 doesn't seem to have that same ring. 51 just seems to be part of the slog of the 50s. So um, that's it's fast approaching, um, and I'm not really looking forward to that. Um, but it, but there's a lot there's a lot that I don't know. There's just a lot about getting old, and the one that's on I'm on at the moment. It's a really little thing, but it's it's foot cramp. And I seem to be getting foot cramp, and it happens when I'm in bed. And for whatever reason, my foot kind of locks in a kind of stretched position, um, and it's really difficult to to get it back to being its normal kind of. I suppose you could say flaccid. It seems the wrong word, but um, you know, it, it it's it's a weird it's it's a weird it's just a weird little thing. I don't I don't know how else to explain it other than it's uncomfortable. It's not the same as when. If you get cramping your leg in bed and you're literally jumping out of bed and hopping up and down because you 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 know you you either your legs kind of lock straight or something and you have to because you're in you're in that much pain, it's not quite as bad as that. But it it I don't know. It's just this thing that seems to have started. And it's like it's like my when when it happens, my foot kind of is like stretched out with all my toes kind of stretched out and my foot's kind of in kind of a almost a it's kind of slightly pointed up. It's hard to explain, um, and I don't want to try even taking a picture of it, because A, because it looked bloody odd for a start. But um, but yeah, so foot cramps, a, th- a thing, getting old's a thing. I'm going to mix two things up here that don't make any sense, really. The other thing is I've really struggled this year with the winter. I've struggled with the fact I've it seems to have been cold for a long time. I don't seem to have been warm since about October. Um, you know, and, and I know... I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm heading towards that thing where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be wearing an overcoat in June. Um, and the, you know, the, the, the people that you used to see when you're walking around a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, and they're wearing a shirt, a jumper, and an overcoat, and I, and 
I never could actually understand how that was a thing, and I'm starting to kind of starting to kind of see it. Um, in fact, I've really struggled with the. I've I've struggled with the winter full stop this time. I'm ready for some sun. I'm ready for some warmer weather. I'm ready to be able to sit outside and and get out a bit more. So, um, I, I, a bit rambly for a certain first section. Sorry about that. But it's just the two things seem to slightly join together, even though I'm not sure they they actually they actually do. Um, and of course, it's all it's all wrapped around the birthday, isn't it? <laughs> I'm conscious I haven't said a lot about Ukraine and I don't, again, I still really don't feel comfortable to say a lot about Ukraine. Um, There's a few things um, that have touched me this week. Um, I was very touched of the image of a woman playing, I think it's a video actually, of a woman playing Chopin uh, in her her apartment um, with debris everywhere. She sat at one end of the room with a a piano and she's playing and then you, you scan back to the rest of the room and it's been it's been bombed um i mean not like open to the world but definitely you know windows smashed and and, and debris which as a, as a little act of defiance talks a lot about the human spirit and a lot about the people in in ukraine i was very touched by um the bridge full of kids toys in the same way i was very touched by the image of the push chairs that had been left at points in Poland for families who were arriving who would need a pushchair when they got there. And again, again, the, the kids arriving, you know, potentially walking into countries um, and, and finding, you know, a, a gift of some description, a toy of some description to provide a bit of comfort. I was very, very touched by that. I'm, I'm very touched in all of this by um, the, the ridiculous, superhuman defiance of the, of the Ukrainian people. Uh, and I'm touched by the just basic empathy and kindness of 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 people in countries who are just there not only prepared to welcome people in because they can appreciate what they're running from but also the fact that it's it, it, there's no there's nothing behind that sentiment they're just empathizing and they're thinking about little things um and then they're just it, doing these small acts, uh, that phrase, small acts of kindness, which is, you know, one that kind of is, it has become massively overused. But in this instance, that's that's what these things are. Um, yet they will mean a lot, I imagine, um, to, you know, to people who will have had a terrible time getting to wherever they've they've managed to get to. I was also massively touched by the number of people who've signed up to um, the website to say that they would give refuge. Um, to Ukrainian people and Ukrainian families in the UK and that number that very quickly got into the hundreds of thousands um, so you you have to look at that and, and and really take something positive from from those those moments of of, of defiance plus the just the, the reaching out uh, of hand of the hand of friendship and and those things that those little things that are going on um i mean with regard to the bigger situation i don't know i i think we maybe are heading to it that there will be an agreement at some point i just don't know whether there's enough for putin to claim victory and i don't think we're getting anywhere until putin at some point can claim victory uh, and i don't know what that means in terms of 
how much land he's taken or whatever it is, but he needs something to be able to go back and and hang a victory on. Otherwise, I don't see us getting any peace talks, even though I don't think it's in his interest to prolong it in terms of the, the potential harm. I don't think he's at a situation where he can necessarily back down now. And of course, thinking of the nature of the man, then that's going to be the challenge. So um, I do hope that the talks move forward, but I do wonder if we've arrived at a point yet that will that will allow him to climb down. Wednesday. Epic word will fail. Um, today's section is almost just a hashtag. Um, didn't get it first time. Didn't get it. Never thought I'd be at a situation where I couldn't get a, a five-letter word in six guesses, but I couldn't get a five-letter word in six guesses today. And it was kind of my own fault, actually. Um, I... I did that thing. It's a real annoying thing on Wordle where you're not concentrating. And I did that thing of using letters that I knew, not that I knew had gone. I'm, I'm very good at you, uh, not using the same letter twice, but I used a letter that I knew was in the word, but I used it again in the space where I knew it wasn't to go. So I'd already identified that, a, a, you know, a vowel was in a certain place. And I'd already identified that a consonant was in a certain place. And, I, and I'd put another word in, which introduced extra letters, but left those two things in situ, which meant that the word was never going to be correct. So effectively, it was a lost guess. Um, I wasn't able to build the structure of the word. Um, and then when I did build the structure of the word, and by that I mean I had three letters in the same place, so it was obvious that it was, you know, and in this case, the, world, the word was based around ter. So it was obviously that, you know, I'd got, the structure in place that allowed me to have things like later and water and those kind of things. But by the time I'd got the structure in place, there were too many variables and I just guessed wrong. Um, you know, by the time we got to the end, there were still, there were still two options I could have had. And one of the options I could have had was the word that it actually was. So, um, and then it really annoyed me. It annoyed me all the day um, that I'd, I'd not managed it. Um, and the crazy thing was that even if I'd taken out at the error that I made, I still could potentially have not got the word in time because of the way everything came together. So it wasn't actually all my fault. If I could have pointed it and said, you know what, you, you've been an idiot there. You've, if you'd done that and you've been concentrating and you've not been just throwing letters down, you'd have got this. But it wasn't. It, was, it, it still was possible. I've still worked it out. It was possible I wouldn't have got it. So I guess it was always going to happen one of these days. But it blooming well did annoy me for most of the day. Thursday. I've done something I said I would never do. Um, and I've booked flights with Ryanair. Um, now, I've flown with Ryanair once before because the only option to get to where I needed to go to in Ireland was to fly with Ryanair. And I didn't enjoy the experience, if I'm being honest. I didn't think they were up to much at all. And I know a lot of people moan about flying at Ryanair. But we've booked to go away on uh, for a week at the end of the summer, and we've booked to go to uh, northern Spain, and we're flying in and out of Girona. And the only options to get to Girona from, Le from Manchester are to fly either Jet 2, TUI, or, as it turned out, Ryanair. And the Jet 2 and the TUI flights, and I guess that must be because there's a lot of, on that bit of coastline, um, there appears to be quite a lot of um, holiday, you know, resorts, kind of package, package deals. Um, and we're actually going to a, a Euro camp. Um, but 
the the there aren't the only schedule option appears to be appears to be Ryanair, and they're not flying every day either. Um, and the the Jet Two and the Tui flights were weren't very good in terms of days. They were they were Monday Tuesday flyouts, and then there were flybacks on Saturdays. And we wanted to kind of go for 10, 11 days, so it was a little bit tricky that way around. We were kind of looking at at seven, and because of the way it fell, um, the the prices for the accommodation were quite expensive on the Monday and the Tuesday. Whereas, but if we went later in the week, went on the Thursday, the accommodation price got a lot better. So we were faced with a situation where the Jet 2 and the Tui flights were both, because they were char- uh, charter flights, holiday flights, they were both early in the morning. They were both six o'clock um, departures, which means a three o'clock leave from here to get to Manchester and get through the airport in enough time. You're looking at a three-hour leave. Uh, Manchester Airport's ridiculously congested at, at that time in the morning. Um, the Ryanair flight uh, is a 12 o'clock flight. So there's nothing like as much in the way of uh, hassle to get there. There were good flight times coming back. It's allowed us to go for 10 days. Um, and even if you booked everything, and I'm of the opinion with somebody like Ryanair now that you either book the basic, i.e. you pay for the, the silly low price for the flight and you don't book anything else, and you argue like hell and you argue about where you're going to put your bag and you argue about all the things that you can when you get there and just say, well, you've got to give me, a, you've got to give me somewhere to sit. Um, or you do what we've done because it's going for a longer period of time and it's a, and you know and, and we want to have a bit of flexibility and we've we've booked their top of the range package, whatever the top of the range package is for Ryanair, a serious crack probably, C A C R I A I C in terms of crack, um, and so it gives us um, it, it gives us the uh, the. The, the baggage option for the whole, we've got 20 kilo bag each. We've got options for baggage in the plane. We've got reserved seats. We've got the ability to even check in at the airport, which they normally charge for. Everything that we could possibly buy, we've bought, right? So the idea being that when we get there, they should be nice to you because you bought everything that you could possibly buy. Um, so we've added that in as well. And even with that added in, um, we've saved £400 in total on the flights, and then another £300 because the accommodation, by virtue of moving it two days, was was that much cheaper. So it's about £750 better off, and yet I'm still really concerned I've done the wrong thing by booking Ryanair. Friday. I'm going to finish with a little bit of a rant, but only because it's my birthday tomorrow. And if I can't have a rant with, you know, on my birthday weekend, then I don't know. Do you know what? I don't even know if it's a rant and I don't know if it's just a bit of exhaustion and desperation. But it was such a horrible day yesterday of government based stuff. In fact, it's been a horrible week of government based stuff, actually. Um, But certainly a horrible day yesterday. We've had. We've had the whole second jobs thing. We've had them trying to hide this week uh, everything that Boris said he would do about cracking down on MP second jobs. And it's now, it's it came out earlier in the week that the whole concept of trying to limit jobs by hours or limit jobs by amount of pay is just too complicated and too difficult. So effectively it means that the likes of Geoffrey Cox, who is earning million and millions of pounds extra a year in the British Virgin Islands, is going to basically going to be allowed to carry on doing those kind of things. And essentially what's happened is that Boris has said something to get him out of out of hock, uh, out of hot water, um, and has then just 
completely pedal back on it for his mates. Um, you know, it's it's the same thing that drove the Owen Patterson affair um, and, and the reason why everybody's so disgusted by that. So there's that there's that going on um, that's not been good. We've had the Prime Minister flying around this week, going and having conversations, going cap in hand to places like Saudi Arabia because he wants them produce, to produce more oil to bring the oil prices down. Now, I'm not going to argue that we don't need to do something about oil and bringing those kind of things down but ultimately we need to be very careful because we're going around now telling the world how terrible the Russians are and yet this government and this party was particularly happy to cosy up to them for years and years and years when they thought Russian money was a good thing and we're now disappearing off and we're going and 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 cozying up to Saudi Arabia who have who have such questionable um, standards and their record on human rights is just so appalling that we shouldn't be doing that. Somebody pointed out the other day that when Newcastle played Chelsea, it was just it was just an, an absolute car crash. Um, you know, f- for us as a country, looking at what we've become with the money that gone into those two clubs and the regimes from where that money had actually come from, we had um, Grant Shapps and uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg yesterday softly peddling the line, stress testing the line about the fact that now we've got the Ukrainian war on the cost of living crisis, that Partygate seems like a meaningless piece of fluff. As, as if that, so that's what they're now pushing us towards now. They're pushing us towards the fact that breaking the law, breaking your own lockdown laws, the fact that it's one rule for one and not for everybody else, because of Ukraine, a situation to a certain extent we helped manufacture by the way this country and the rest of Europe responded to your previous incursions into places like Crimea, and yet now we're using that as a reason to say that Partygate just seems like a bit of a bit of fluff, um, which I, I couldn't get over that particular, you know, that particular comment yesterday. We've got the whole issue of. Um, I was watching the MP for Dover being heckled, rightly so, by a load of people uh, with regard to the issue with P&O ferries, because this government voted for hire and fire. We're the only country that P&O have been able to do this to in Europe, because most of the other works in Europe didn't have contracts that were signed in such a way that allowed this to be done to them. And yet it's happened because that's what we've done with employee rights and employee standards. And she was rightly being heckled. She was down there, you know, trying to stand with, you know, on the picket line with the workers and take the PR opportunity. But she's absolutely, and this government is absolutely part of the problem. So it just it just all seemed to compound yesterday on a, in just on a really really shocking 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 day of of some really horrible lines being used some really horrible I mean that's before we get onto the whole thing about that's that's absolutely happening and, and and watch it folks because this this whole thing towards dropping net zero and that that the climate is not climate change denial it's that that the cost is is greater than the the reward. Um, there's going to be a whole raft of stuff coming out about the fact we can't afford to get to net zero and we shouldn't look at it and it shouldn't be a project because the t- the the ERG team, the team, the hard right team that gave you Brexit and by the way, what a great idea Brexit looks now um, as as something you know 
and you can see how the European Union are galvanizing for their primary principle, which is to, to essentially keep Europe from being a bloodbath, which is what it was always there to be. Europe was always supposed to be together to stop war, but let's leave that one. That group, the, gro the group that delivered you, you Brexit, now want to effectively tell you that, that, that climate change is too expensive and it's not a thing and we shouldn't be strapping ourselves to the kind of net zero targets that we're looking at. So that's that's the that's the Tory party in a nutshell and the government in a nutshell this week. And it's just just been horrible and and soul sapping and soul destroying to listen to and to watch. And and I know it seems a really, really, really um flat way to end a podcast but it just happened to be that was the day yes it's probably the reason why i didn't want to actually record this podcast yesterday because i probably i was, I was flatter about it yesterday i'm today i'm more annoyed today i was just completely drained with it yesterday um so on that on that cheery note i'm gonna wish you a happy first day of spring on monday I'm going to hope that the weather continues to improve and I can sit outside and continue to sit outside for my morning coffee, which is great. Um, and I'll speak to you all very soon. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.